Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church from the book of Matthew, Matthew 5, verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Happy are people who show mercy, because they will receive mercy. Happy are the merciful, for they will have mercy shown to them. Wonderful news for the merciful. You'll receive mercy yourselves. You're blessed when you care. At that moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. God of mercy, love, kindness, and compassion. You have created us and held us each and every single day. I pray that we would understand the ways in which you you have knit us together, the ways in which you have wombed us and birthed us into this world. May we move towards others, towards this world, towards all people, with the mercy, the grace, and the loving kindness we have received from you. It's in your loving name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, as we continue through the Beatitudes, we come to this amazing word from Jesus that seems so simple, but has so much revolutionary change packed within it. We hear this word mercy, and I wonder for you, if you were to define it or use a story to describe what is mercy, how would you describe it? What images and stories arise in you when you think about mercy, when you think about receiving mercy? For me, the first image that arises in my mind is um, tapping out when I was wrestling with my brothers. They used to pin me down and put my hands on the ground, and we did this really disgusting thing, kids don't do this at home, where they would spit a little bit and then suck it back in their mouth right before it would hit me in the face. And there was a point in which, in like great terror, I would just slap my hands on the ground and say, mercy, mercy, uncle, uncle, just please stop it. That's what I think of, honestly, when I think of mercy. Maybe not the most holy of things, but someone with power over us and just begging for forgiveness, for mercy, for a way out. Or maybe your mind flashes to to the moment of Les Mis when the priest forgives Jean Valjean, and he he has stolen his silver and he has brought back to his home after showing so much compassion, and he chooses once more forgiveness and grace. Or maybe when you hear mercy, it's the biblical stories of the prodigal son falling into the arms of his forgiving and receiving father. Or when Jesus asked the eternal question to us and to those who were circled around a woman saying, you who are without sin, throw the first stone. What is this word mercy? We hear it all the time from the beginning of scripture to the very end. But my friends, what is it truly? How are we called to practice it in this world? In Matthew 9, Jesus says this this very phrase, which I actually believe transforms the whole idea of religion in our world. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. 
When the Pharisee, the religious leader, saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy he needed a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. My friends, my challenge or Jesus' challenge to you today is go and learn what this means, to desire mercy and sacrifice. Theologian James Allison says that line, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, is the collapse of all forms of religion that were dependent on violence and sacrifice and move towards compassion and forgiveness and grace. So many of our systems or structures and religions are built on sacrifice, on violence, on scapegoating as a way of keeping peace. To this, Jesus says, but what I desire is mercy, not sacrifice. For, for way too long, the definition of mercy has all come through one single lens, the lens of anger and a reason revengeful God that is powerful, that will destroy sin at all cost. And this means you as well, because we all have sinned and God is coming for us. So you better get your stuff straight. But in the last moment, this angry God chooses mercy. Right when we thought there was no other option, we receive mercy. And because of that, shall be thankful for the rest of our lives. While this story of an angry God seeking sacrifice and seeking purity, and at the final moment choosing to go another direction, mercy can be helpful. It is not a full picture of what the mercy we see in Scripture is about. Marcus Borg puts it this way, God is not primarily a threatening judge to whom we appeal for mercy. But God is a life-giving and nourishing reality who wills our well-being and the well-being of all creation, just as a mother wills the well-being of a child of her womb. In our beatitude this morning, I believe Jesus is inviting us into a deeper vision of mercy, probably one you didn't grow up with, but one I think that you can actually practice in your daily life a deeper way of being received, a deeper economy, a way of being in relationship with our world and with others that is on grace rather than on tr a transactional reality. In the recent years, um, an amazing scholar, Neil, Neil Douglas Colts, has been helping readers understand another layer of Jesus's teaching through the language in which Jesus most likely spoke. Jesus spoke Aramaic, closely related to Hebrew, and the concept of mercy in that language is somewhat different. The Aramaic word alahia, the Greek word rachem, both get translated as mercy. And the root meaning of these words that Jesus spoke means this. Mercy is, the root of these words is womb womb. Savor that for a moment. When we are discussing mercy, the Lord brings us to the very womb of God. 
I don't know, but that, that image is powerful to me. The concept, in which, the concept of mercy, which Jesus would have been familiar, could be understanding the concept of, a, concept of a relationship between a parent and a child, a mother and a child, a father and child, a caretaker. Being merciful is allowing one to live within you, to occupy space within you. To be merciful is to offer unconditional, eternal love and care, as Rachel said, to someone. To be merciful is to be prepared to give your life for another. Or as the medieval mystic Meister Eckhart stated, we are all meant to be mothers of God when we are merciful God is born. Neil Douglas Colts says the beatitude this way. Blessed are those who from their inner womb birth mercy. They shall feel its warm arms embrace. This is a close translation to what Jesus was inviting us to. In addition to putting us in awe of how, God, how good our God really is, this understanding of mercy, I think, can also challenge us in the way we interpret our call to be merciful. I mean, really, what does it mean to be merciful in this world? Is it just to get someone to the edge in which they've done something wrong to us and to choose another direction? Yes, I think that's part of it. But is there ways in which we can cultivate it on a daily basis, bring it into the deepest part of our being? I believe that mercy is meant to be a lifestyle, a verb of being. I repeat again Marcus Borg's quote, God is not primarily a threatening judge to whom we appeal for mercy, but a life-giving, nourishing reality who wills our very being and the shalom of all creation as a mother wills the well-being of her child in her womb. And we are called to do the same in our world here and now. I believe Jesus is calling us to daily find our being our very life and being and world within the womb of God, cared for, nourished, dreamed, and wished upon, and to live with an economy of compassion in this world. To be compassionate is to be proactive in being merciful. Rather than offering a dramatic-like mercy to an undeserving person and in doing so, exercising our power over them, we simply offer compassion. We quietly journey beside them. When we do that, this beatitude tells us we will find others being compassionate to us. To be merciful is also more than just engaging in compassionate acts. It is a state of being where living with compassion becomes our second nature, internally and externally. Every act, every thought stems from a desire for the care of others in one another. My friends, this changes the whole religious system upside down. When Jesus commands, I desire mercy as our beginning, our middle, and our end, not sacrifice. 
when that begins the way in which we interact with our world, with our systems, and with our God, it changes the game entirely. No longer are we appeased, do we appease the angry God with our sacrifices. No longer do we look for the other so that we can scapegoat all of our fear, our brokenness, and our shame and get rid of them. No longer are we called to live in a violent eye-for-eye economy, but the mercy, the womb of which God's compassionate Love has cherished and nurtured us into being. We are called to be that verb, that wombing, that walking alongside one another in compassion and care to begin and end with mercy. I don't know about you, but that's challenging. That's different. That actually brings parts of me alive. And calls me to wake up and to embrace the care and the mercy that I believe God has called me into. As we journey through this pandemic, as we walk through this election season, as we are daily reminded of our isolation, our anxiety, and our fear, may we hear the words May we step into the new economy of Christ, echoing in our very being that which has knit us together. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Let's pray together. Loving God, you have created us, cared for us, and so deeply held us. You are not desiring violence. You are not desiring sacrifice. You are not desiring that we throw our sins, our shame, the broken parts of us on other people and then rid, get rid of them. You are desiring to gather us under your wing to care and to nourish and have called us to do the same for one another and for our world and for creation. And so may we be wombed by God, by you, held, cherished, dreamed about. And may we care, hold and womb one another as we lead with compassion, as we lead with the concerns and the empathy that others so deeply deserve, may we change the way in which this world and its systems and its reality relate. It's in your name we pray, amen.